Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome again to everyone's favorite Thursday show at 4 o'clock Eastern Time on the Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark with a C. Uh, I'm your host, and this is your, this is our 199th show in 199 consecutive weeks. How about wow. that? How about a Kanahara? Every time we come on, the numbers get higher and higher, and 199 today. Next week, we hit the big 200. In three months, uh, it'll be four years <laughs> since this show started. Four <laughs> years in three months. Next week, bring your cupcakes, bring your candles, bring your party hats. <laughs> and bring your shirt. Bring your bring your shirt. That's right. To bring those shirts. Wear those shirts. If you don't have a new shirt, wear an old shirt. If you don't have any on the mark shirts, wear any shirt. Don't have to <laughs> no, okay. we'll go naked this time. Um, our super panel uh, of sports experts will be se celebrating this amazing feat of two hundred shows. Um. Your special assignment, which I, if some of you, I think one person uh, asked me, uh, they said last week you mentioned we you were going to um, give us the assignment for the two hundred show, and I you didn't send it out yet. That's correct. Anybody else waiting for it all week? Yeah. <laughs> oh, two people, three people, four people. It'll be this week. This week. Um, you'll like it. It'll be something a little bit different. Uh, you'll all have a chance. If you want to talk, you don't want to talk, it's okay. Okay, whatever it is, I know there'll be some people who'll be talking longer than usual, but that's fine too. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I hope you're looking forward to it. It's a tremendous feat, right? Would you say so? 200 shows. Yes. Almost four years. Thursdays. Is hey, it the you same saved us, Mark, during COVID. Time. You saved us, right? During COVID. That was great that we had this. Well, I'm happy to serve you and help you guys. Well, you guys came. If you didn't come, I'm not going to talk to myself. Or Who gave you the idea people. four years ago? Huh? Who gave you the idea? Me? Yeah. Me. You just you came out all, it up here, huh? all by yourself, huh? All by my lonesome. That's how they call it. Yeah, yeah. But... We, it was a, we, we did it, and uh, uh, I'm glad you guys came aboard. Some came a little later. Uh, Fred, uh, Danny, I think you guys have been with me. Milton, you were with me early yep. for one of the first shows, right, Milton? Yep. 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 And then slowly but surely, we, we had um, – Roger, sorry. Uh, we Roger. had some people on. Uh, yeah, a couple of comments there. Uh, Gerald. Mark, didn't you have an issue one week where you might, your, your wife had a medical issue and you almost missed the week and she said, no, go ahead and do the show? No, I said, go to the hospital yourself. I have a show. <laughs> <laughs> but honey, I'm bleeding all over. That's all right. Put a, put a towel on it. Uh, drive the car with one arm and you'll get no, I don't remember. Uh, a couple of times we did it on a Tuesday just because Thanksgiving was a Thursday. What have you? What have you? Um, I may have an issue. I'm going to tell you right now. I may have an issue in a couple of weeks. Unfortunately, a good friend of the family, my wife's best friend's husband, 
is dying. Uh-oh. He's dying. And he lives in Denver, Colorado. And uh, he has cancer and he has severe dementia. Um, and they're not treating the cancer. So one by one, uh, the, 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 I guess the uh, systems are going to, his body systems are going to shut down. Uh, I don't know too much about the medical history. Some of you might know his urine is starting to turn black. That's a sign the kidneys have an issue. So if he passes, we have to go to Denver for the for the funeral. My wife will be staying longer than me. I'm just going to go for the funeral, say hello, spend you know, my respects, and fly right back. But if it takes place on a Wednesday or Thursday, I'll bring my computer with me and try to get the show in wherever, you know, on the road. But I'll let you know when that happens. Anyway, anyway, uh, again, I appreciate you guys coming on. Listen to this, what happened to me on Monday. Before before we came on, some of you came on, I, w- I was telling people about my, my uh, leg issues. I'm going for an MRI tomorrow, my first MRI, and a second MRI on Monday, and uh, one on my hip and one on my uh, back. But that's not part of the story. I, I went to another doctor <laughs> on Monday. And I'm sure you guys have lots of doctors. I can't be the only one who has I, I go well, three times a week. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So I went to this one doctor. And I don't even know what this guy's specialty is. He actually, just sees me every six Oh, he's, he's with diabetes, and he checks my feet to see if how my... Endocrinologist. No, he's not an endocrinologist. Yeah. He checks yeah. my um, neuropathy. What do you call it? Neuropathy. Yeah, neuropathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He bangs my feet, yeah. steps on my toes, and right. says, do I feel it? Right. And I say that no. <laughs> then you're in trouble. No. Anything. Anyway, so I went to him on Monday, had a 9.30 appointment, uh, and all these doctors, tell me if I'm wrong. You can be their father, correct? Yeah. Yeah. They're so young. Some of these doctors. Young doctor. And we rely on them. But they could be my grandchild. Grandchildren. You don't want them to be older than you, do you? (laughs) Some of them have a lot. Anyway, when I was all done with him, Monday Monday was President's Day. So when he was all done, I said to him, "Passes. Going to be a busy day today." He said, "Of course." He said, uh, no holiday for us. Mm-hmm. He was open. Some doctors didn't, didn't open on the on Monday. Uh, then I asked him something, and I'm sure he had no idea what I was talking about. I said to him, do you remember when February 22nd uh, was celebrated uh, as George Washington's Washington. birthday? Yes. Yeah. February 12th was Right. I don't right. care what school you went to, yeah. right. those are the only two days you got off. Those yeah. It's like prior to 1969, I think. Right. That's right. And right. he said, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says, no, that's the whole week the kids are off. And we it's were the off. That's him. He was a kid. I it's said, the same thing if you, ever, if you ask them May 30th, Memorial Day. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. So, so uh, I said day. something about like when mm-hmm. they had the fuel shortage and mm-hmm. they wanted it. They called the we con- lost Lincoln's birthday when we did MLK Conservation Week and I, give the I kids think. the whole week. I think Nassau County started it, and the city uh, 
jumped on the bandwagon. Like, I don't even know. Uh, but it was only two days, not the full week. He right. had no way. That's right. That's right. He, he says, no, no way. I said, yes. <laughs> I said, go I speak to someone a lot older than you. You'll find out the truth. But yeah, <laughs> you remember that, right? Oh, sure. birthday. Yeah. Today, today, today would have been the day. Today's the twenty second, right? That's right. And they go in the other day. Today, okay. In the South, they didn't celebrate Lincoln's birthday. They celebrate somebody Lee's birthday. That's true. Right. If you lived up here in New York, the Jersey area, whatever, I don't know, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Anyway, let's go on to Gerald, your sports personality of the week. And Gerald asked for an extra minute this week, as he and your sponsor this week. The stars, the stars above, is your is your sponsor. Go ahead, take it away, Gerald. My biography this week is for one of my favorite all time athletes, Richard Morrow Grote, better known as Dick Grote. Oh. First, I'm going to go over his basketball accomplishments, and then I'm going to go over his uh, his uh, athletic uh, other uh, many athletic accomplishments, baseball accomplishments. Eight times All-Star, two times World Series champion, including the great World Series of 1960. He was an MVP in 1960, and he won the, uh, the batting championship in the National League in 1960. In high school, he earned three letters, basketball, baseball, and volleyball. Volleyball. Huh. Dick Rote attended uh, Duke University. Starting in 1949, he earned a basketball scholarship. Uh, he helped to, to popularize the jump shot. He excelled in basketball mightily. In fact, he led the Blue Devils, Wayne, to a, to a championship. And he also excelled mightily in baseball. He was a shortstop in high school. He was a shortstop in college. And he was a shortstop uh, in the major leagues as well. Um, at Duke, he was a point guard, and uh, uh, germane to that, he later went on to play one season in the NBA. In 1951, in his junior year, Branch Rickey, general manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates, came to him with a very lucrative contract, including a $40,000 bonus. He declined the offer and said, if you come to me next year when I'm a senior, I will sign that contract. And Branch Rickey also promised him that he would not play in the minor leagues. The very next day after signing the contract, he'd be playing for the Pirates. So uh, in 1952, Branch Rickey came to him in June. He signed the contract. He played for the Pirates that year for, I believe, it was 92 games. Um, now, one other fact I wanted to mention, when he, when he was at Duke University, Red Orbach was an assistant coach. And Red Orbach said to him, you know, you're really a much better basketball player than you are a baseball player. Anyway, he went on in 1952, signed the contract, played in, uh, 92 games, and then was drafted by the Fort Wayne Pistons better known as Fred Zollner's Fort Wayne Pistons. He played for 26 games, all on weekends, because he had some 
classes he had to complete in order to graduate, Fred Zolna guaranteed him logistics. Namely, <clears throat> you will get back to Duke University Monday morning to go to class, so you will be able to uh, graduate on time and your father won't kill you. Uh, with, the, with the Pistons, he averaged 11.9 points per game, second highest on the team. He only played weekends, also averaged 2.3 assists per game. He, he cut his basketball season short and enlisted in the U.S. Army. Came back in 1954. Branch Rickey said the following to him. Don't give me that crap about Gene Conley playing in two sports. <laughs> Gene Conley's just a backup center and nothing more. You're not playing in two sports. It's too risky. You're going to play in only one sport or else I will reduce your $40,000 bonus. So, therefore, Dick Rote no longer played in the NBA. And he went on to have a great career with the, with the Pirates. His first love was basketball. Germain to that, after he retired, he would always say to people, I'm a retired basketball player. <laughs> he also was a radio broadcaster for the University of Pittsburgh Panthers for about 40 years. And he enjoyed that greatly and was very disappointed when he was let go. Uh, and he, he really was a great, great ball player. Now, I wanted to mention one other thing very quickly. Considering his physical stature versus Phil Rizzuto and Pee Wee Reese, I was very surprised to see that his OPS was 696. Uh, Rizzuto's was 706. Pee Wee Reese was 743. He had very few home runs. He only averaged three home runs per year as a Pirate. And I want to conclude by saying that he was part of a great double play con uh, combination, including the great, 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 great Bill Mazeroski. That concludes my unbiased <laughs> short biography <laughs> of Dick Rote. All right, Mike. Um, it's possible that he and Lefty Purcell played on the same team at Duke. But Drussell, uh enrolled in, in the fall of 51 and played for two years with Duke. It, but it may be that he, as a freshman, he couldn't play for the varsity. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure of that, Mike, to be honest with you. I don't know. Okay. And, and Mike's going to give us a little story about Lefty Drussell a little later okay. in the show. Uh, Wayne? Now, just let me add something to you, Jerry. As you know, my daughter went to Duke University. I was down there a lot. Aside from... Um, Mike Krzyzewski, he's the most beloved uh, person in the athletics, whoever had athletics at Duke. You, anyone you go down there, you mentioned Dick Rote's name. Uh, it's, he's almost like a god down there. I just want to say two other things. His, his number was retired, number 10. Uh, and he was very beloved by, by Duke University. And uh, he really... Uh, he really had a great career as, as a basketball and baseball player down at Duke. Now, his number 10 in Duke, number 10 in, in Pittsburgh? Num number 10 at Duke. And he, I believe he was the first player, and it may be true to this day, 
who is is a member of the Hall of Fame col- uh, uh, in baseball and basketball in college. I, I don't believe think he's, he's in baseball one. Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. I don't think he's in baseball. College, Hall of Fame. college, college, college. college. Isn't that amazing? He had a better career than Mazeroski, and Mazeroski is in, and he's not in. Well, that was all politics. We know why Mazeroski. We know, in. we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went to the Cardinals afterwards. You, you mentioned yeah. that. He did, and, and he played also briefly for the Phillies and that. Yeah. 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 Was he on the '64 Cardinals when they won the World I Series? I think he yes. was. Believe so, yes, according was. to what base, I think so. Stats say. Yeah. The greatest right. World Series was 1960, Fred. Well. Yeah. I had to, uh, Michael, Michael. I just want to say, uh, uh, in regard to physical characteristics, he was one of the oldest looking baseball players you ever want to see. You know, the, an old ball guy. Uh, yes. And also, one of the years I think he won the batting title. I forgot what year. Yeah, he was did. MVP. Twenty-five yeah. batting average. Nineteen sixty, batted three twenty-five. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the one MVP. thing that character, the one thing that characterized Dick Rote, uh even though he was a six footer, weighed about 180 pounds plus, he only averaged three home runs Me. per year. I think uh, Rizzuto averaged six and Pee Wee Reese averaged nine. I could not oh, believe wow. that. That's and I could not believe the OPS statistics that I just cited. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Anybody else want to add? Okay. So, one, what, yeah, one question. So when did he become ineligible for the Hall of Fame? Mike, I I, I don't know the answer to that. Probably five, uh, maybe <laughs> 10 years after he was No, they go 15 years. Those days, it was 15 years. As long as he kept had 5% of the ballot, you, were, you could be on there for 15 years and they That's changed right. it. And what about and the Veterans Committee? The, the Veterans Committee never put him in? No. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They put Harold Baines in. Yeah, yeah, that's the right. I think they're going to be taking Mazeroski out one day. Yeah, no, he never should be taken out. <laughs> All right, thanks for Dick Rope. <laughs> By the way, look who came today in the mail. Can you see who that? Who that is? What's that? Oh, yeah, Bogey. No, Vogelback. Oh, oh, Danny. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Danny. Vogelback. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's Jerry's favorite ball player. The 2024s. Came out and I got a pe- shipment today, and it has Vogel back as a Met. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mark, could I wear his shirt next week? Mark, you wear his shirt. What do we, what do we want to do? Jerry, two of you could wear his shirt. All right, He's let's move on Jeff. to Milton. Milton, right. name that tune this week. Come on. Okay, we're gonna go back to 1963. This was a big hit. Oh. I oh, think no, so. No, Give it 15, no, 20 seconds. No, I'm not sure. Exciters. Right. Right. Tell them. They were very good group. They had another song. That's an easy one. Yeah, it was. I Want You to Be My Boy was another one. No, then. But I figured you'd like that song, even though it was. I remember that. Sometimes. You know, when they start with the song, 
good music, even if you know the song. I figure you'd like it. You haven't heard it in a while. When they start that song, they say, I know. Right. So sometimes I thought the title was called I Know, because there is a song called oh, yeah, I, I know. know. Anyone who's, who's you don't saying want that me no one? More. I know. You don't want me no more. No more. That's I the know. Song Barbara George. Barbara George, right. She sings yeah. that song. Oh, okay. I always get them confused. All right, Milton, I'm sure you'll have one later for us, right? Yes, sir. Closing as we fade away. <laughs> fade out. I had no beep beeps this week. You guys are lucky. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I know how much you love those. All right. Today's February 22nd. What happened in today? A lot happened today, as a matter of fact. this Today was the day in 1980, the U.S. Uh, uh, hockey team. Oh, the Soviet Soviet Union uh, in the uh, 1980 Olympics. Uh, they called the miracle on ice. That was the day th this evening, and they went no. on to win the gold on Sunday. Yeah. Right, that was semi right? I think th that's one of those dates. Um, let's see, they they beat the Soviet Union on with a bunch of college kids, of course, mm -hmm. on Friday. Of the twenty second, then the twenty fourth, they beat Finland. Finland, I think it was Finland for the gold, and uh, and uh, everyone remembers. A lot of people remember where they were when they heard U.S. won that <laughs> game. I was in a diner. I was in the, the Georgia Peach diner on the, Fred, the Fred, original Georgia Peach having lunch. Fred, was that Al Michaels' call? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Miracles. miracles. That was the, against Soviet Union, right? Not, right. Not, yeah. Not, yeah. Which was a yes. powerhouse at the time. Yeah. Yeah. They were a professional team, right? Yes. They beat them four three. I think the score was. Yeah. So where where was anybody else? Do you remember where you were? What What year was that, Mark? Nineteen eighty. Lake Placid. I was home watching on TV. TV. Yeah, what day of the week was it? Sunday. It was a Friday. Sun, Friday was the the rush the uh, Soviet the semifinal game, game, and Sunday was the final. Yeah. Ah. Okay, that's that happened on in 1980 on this day. On matter of fact, back then I believe it was George Washington's right. birthday. Yep. <laughs> there was no right. school for the kids. Right. I believe so. Anyway, in 1860, let's go back to 1860. Organized baseball was played in San Francisco, of all places, for the first time. And there were two teams, the Eagles and the Red Rovers. Don't tell, don't ask me who the hell they were. But that's what it said. In 1888, the father of American golf. Anyone know his name? John Reed, R-E-I-D. Uh, first demonstrates golf on a Yonkers cow pasture to his friends, and they said, "Oh, this could be a this could be something very interesting." Lo and behold, eighteen eighty eight, uh, in eighteen ninety three, and we hear about this game every year, the Iron Bowl, right? Uh, Alabama and Auburn, the college uh, game. Well, the very first one took place. In Birmingham, Alabama, on this day. Anyway. Why are they playing now? I don't know why they're playing now. It's February, but that's what they said. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, in, eight, in 1933, we jumped from 1833. We jumped from 1893 
1933. <laughs> Malcolm Campbell, never heard of him, sets a world land speed record, a speed of 272.46 <clears throat> miles per hour, driving his famous Bluebird car at Daytona. A lot of Daytona oh, stuff took place around around this date, you know. In 36, 1936, Sonia Henning of Norway follows up her Winter Olympics victory with her 10th consecutive Women's World Championship figure skating gold medal in Paris. She must have been really good. Yeah. Let me she hear about her. But she was she Norwegian. 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 Um, 1952, German husband and wife team, Ria and Paul Falk, F-A-L-K, like Peter Falk, Peter Falk win the mixed pairs gold medal at the Oslo Olympics by defeating American siblings, Carol and Peter Kennedy. I'm sure you're interested in that one. <laughs> in 1957, horse jockey Ted Atkinson, never heard of him, wins his 3500th race. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think he was Canadian, thing, but uh, he wins thirty five hundred races. Anybody ever hear of him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. In nineteen fifty nine, the first official Daytona five hundred. Lee Petty and Johnny Bochamp crossed the finish line side by side. Bochamp was declared the winner, but that winning. Only lasted three days because it was it was overturned three days later by the NASCAR founder Bill France Jr. Why wow. was it overturned? Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <It was overturned? laughs> Something must have happened. Okay. Uh almost done here. 20 1962. I have something. Philadelphia Warriors center, Will Chamberlain, sets an NBA record with 34 free throw attempts <laughs> in a game over the Hawks, St. Louis Hawks. He made 19 of them. Pretty good. Pretty good for him. Underhanded. Uh, 1969, Barbara Jo Rubin becomes the first female jockey to win an American horse race. She's aboard Cohesion at the Charlestown uh, in West Virginia. 1979, Billy Martin is named the Oakland A's manager. 1980, Swedish, same day as the as the U.S. win this same day, same exact day uh, as the U.S. hockey win, uh, Swedish World Cup and world champion Ingmar Stenmark wins his second gold medal at the Lake Placid Winter Olympics. So he's he's doing that while the hockey game is going on, or maybe different times. Maybe almost in the morning, this in the afternoon. But this was oh, the game was at night. Yeah, this was during the day. Yeah, and he wins the slalom as well as the giant slalom. He wins both of them. In nineteen eighty one, Slovak brothers Anton and Peter Stastny score uh, NHL rookie record of eight points each in a game. As the Quebec Nordiques, I always love that name, win 11 7 over the Washington Capitals. Sorry to say. Oh. Boys from Virginia. Uh, in 88, Bonnie, uh, American Bonnie Blair skates to a world record in the 500 meter race. 
39.10 seconds. Uh, in 1988, Czech Republic claims its first ever gold medal at the Olympics in the Nagaho, Japan, as they beat Russia 1 0. Mm -hmm. Um, ba -ba. let me see if anything else. 19, 2018, 2018, U.S. wins the Olympic women's ice hockey gold for the first time in 20 years in a shootout versus uh, Canada. And in 2022, two years ago, what happened? U.S. women's soccer players settled their lawsuit with the U.S. Soccer Federation for $24 million and their promised equal pay as the men. And there you go. All right. I hope you like that. Larry, it's up to you. Sports stories by Larry, and sponsored this week. Get this, Milton. When dentists say open. Okay. That's sponsoring you this week. All right. All right. My story this not week is entitled Joe Adcock's Memorable Home Runs. For the Milwaukee Braves, Hank Aaron and Eddie Matthews often overshadowed Joe Adcock. Nevertheless, Adcock had a reputation for timely and long-distance home runs. Here are four of Adcock's memorable home runs. First, playing against the New York Giants on 29 April 1953. Joe Adcock becomes the first major league player to blast a home run into the center field bleachers oh, at the Polo Grounds. This titanic shock was estimated at 475 feet. Second, playing against the Brooklyn Dodgers on 31 July 1954, Adcock homeward four times in a game and added a double off the top of the wall. Mm. Note that his four home runs were hit off four different Brooklyn Dodger pitchers. Third, playing against the Pittsburgh Pirates on 26 May 1959, Joe hit a three-run home run on the 13th inning to spoil Harvey Haddock's perfect game. game and victory. But because of an error running around the bases, it was ruled a double and only one <laughs> run scored. Fourth and finally, playing against the Philadelphia Phillies on 14 April 1960, Adcock hit a home run that cleared the 64-high scoreboard in right center field at Connie Mack Stadium. He was the first right-handed batter to do so. In general, Adcock belongs to a select few sluggers, among them Mickey Mantle, Frank Howard, and Willie Stargell, whose home run feats still inspire awe. That completes my story for this week. Anybody have comments for that? Gerald? Great story. I just wanted to uh, mention a story, Jermaine, to what you had said, Larry, about Adcock missing a base when he hit a home run. We all know about... Uh, uh, Marv Thronberry, Marvelous Marv's Triple, where there was an appeal that he missed first base. Casey Stingle came running out, and the umpire said, Casey, it won't work. He missed second base also. <laughs> <laughs> he hit only 336 home runs. That's right. I just checked oh. his stats. Yeah. 
He had 822 OPS, however. Yeah, yeah. Wayne? Uh, Larry, I think Joe Adcock was the only person to hit the ball out of Ebbets Field in left field. Wow. 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 Yeah. Yep. Forgotten guy, really. You know, what he did? Yeah. Power. Like a Dave Kingman type, right? Mm-hmm. Later was a manager, I think. Oh, what? Did he what? manage? I he, think so. I think, I, think, I think the Cleveland Indians, but I'm not sure. Yeah, just said that, yeah. Horrible, he only lasted one year because they had a horrible record that year. <laughs> and he went to the minor leagues to to, uh, to manage for a while. And he's gone. He died, right? I guess he did. 1999 oh. at age 71. Roger. Yeah. I, I just, and I, I know this just from reading strange but true baseball stories about the Harvey Haddix thing. I don't think he missed the base. I think Hank Aaron is the one who kind of left the bases and he ended up passing Aaron, but Aaron, Aaron I think the mistake was on Hank Aaron, not on Adcock from what I remember. No, uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't say one way or the other was, on yeah. him, but I, I agree with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice story. Nobody else. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. Before we go on, um, Roger's going to be next in a second. Uh, Larry, other Larry. Hello. Hey, shake your hand. You want to talk about your, um, I got the email from you today. On on the 11th of June, uh, the Mets are playing the uh, Florida Marlins at uh, 7 o'clock. And at about 6.55, I will be joining the Mendelssohn Men's Chorus to sing the Star Spangled Banner. Very nice. And um, if you would like to come, you let Mark know and he'll let me know and we'll deal with it. But otherwise... Just a nice piece of information. Baseball will be back. It says tickets cost $50, which I guess is cheap. And you're sitting down field level section 106. Thank which, you. Which is nice. Is that where we sat last year? I think so. That but number not- sounds familiar for some reason. On the first base side, uh, right. 106, $50. So that's, uh, I guess I hate buying tickets in advance, but for this, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, it better not rain. <laughs> oh. Gerald. I just wanted to go back to Joe Adcock for one second. Real quick, yeah. On average, for 162-game average, he had 28 home runs, 93 RBIs, and batted 277. If he batted a little bit higher batting average, he might have been a Hall of Fame candidate. Yeah. He never was even a candidate for the uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. Seventeen years, not not bad. Yeah. When you play with uh, Aaron and Matthews. Well, Aaron Spawn and OPS is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Joe Adcock. May he rest in peace. There, he's been yeah. dead for how much? Twenty-five yeah. years already. All right, the Roger Report. Uh, we're doing something a little different because uh, with with football being in the in the back. Um, the backdrop right now and baseball starting up basketball still going on hockey still going on he's gonna roger's gonna talk about the four sports quickly and you're sponsored by sparks sparks like the los angeles sparks <laughs> the steakhouse okay, so no. how about the steakhouse in the city sparks? oh yeah that's a good one okay right. make, make the reservation mark that's Very good. good go ahead there uh uh, yeah, well, actually, baseball, it was, it was more than I, I thought, I guess, with spring training getting going. But uh, the Major League Commissioner Rob Manfred uh, said he's going to step down when the end of his five-year term is up in 2029. 
Uh, remember, he replaced Bud Selig, I guess, back in 2015. So I guess, you know, he's he's had enough. I guess he's 65 years old. Um, I know this one makes us Yankee fans a little sad. The Tigers uh, signed our, our buddy uh, Gio Ur Ursula for just one right. year, $1.5 million, which I, I'm surprised the Yankees didn't take a crack at him. He's still only 32 years old, but I know he had a lot of injuries last year. So, but uh, that's too bad. Um, Red Sox signed uh, uh, former White Sox closer Liam Hendricks, two years, $10 million, with a 2026 mutual uh, option there. I mean, he's the one who came back from the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and then he pitched about five games and then, you know, had an elbow injury. He was missed most of the season. But if he's healthy, I mean, that can be a dominant a dominant guy. Uh, he's about – he's 35 now. Uh, Pirates signed Mitch Keller, a five-year, $77 million contract it. extension. It. Yeah, 13-9 and nine last year, 421 ERA, a little high, 1.24 uh, whip, and 210 strikeouts and 194 in the third innings. So just a good young pitcher, um, especially for the Pirates too. Uh, Marlins landed shortstop uh, Tim uh, Anderson, a one-year, five million deal. I mean, to me, I, I can't nothing. His value steal. through the bottom. He, 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 he had no respect. Yeah, the White Sox. He's a declined. cancer, though. He's a cancer on the team, though. Two batting yeah, championships, I think. They declined his fourteen million option. The White Sox. I mean, whoops. I mean, between twenty nineteen and twenty twenty two, he had a three eighteen batting average. Yeah. 50 homers, 53 stolen bases, over 374. I mean, this was a real real star player, so that was that was a big surprise there. But I guess they'll take a flyer on him. Uh, let's see here. He hit a big walk-off home run in Iowa, remember? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Good memory there, Michael. Uh, of course, the one football note, of course, affects my Raiders, of course. Mr. Garoppolo is suspended for two games, violating the uh, – you know, the performance-enhancing uh, drugs, apparently. Uh, he's not expected to appeal. He apparently got some prescription, but he didn't get some kind of valid uh, exemption from the league. Um, basically avoids his guaranteed 2024 salary. Uh, the Raiders are sound like they're probably going to release him in a couple of weeks because he's due, uh, you know, 11.25 million bonus. And um, it's too bad. Last year, he signed that three-year, $72 million contract. So... You know, that would be the end of his Subway sandwich commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Short-lived. Short if he rang your bell right now, you wouldn't know who it was. I, mean, I can't <laughs> picture his face. Can you picture his face? Yeah. Yes. You could? I could. He had a bunch of years with the Niners. He started with the Patriots. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I thought he was going to be good. but uh... Roger? Very, yes, very ethnic look. Yeah, Larry. You forgot the most important thing. Vogelback signed with Tampa. Oh, I didn't see well, that. Tor Toronto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Toronto, not Tampa. I'm sorry, Larry. Toronto. But for Toronto, double Larry. the money he was double the money he was getting from the Mets last year. He's getting two million? Yes. <laughs> That's good for him. He has a pretty wife, I think. Was that was yeah. that today? Was that signing today? Oh, yeah. This week. Yeah, just just recently. And that was, Roger, I, I guess I missed yes. that one. Roger, how'd you become a Roger? How'd you yeah. become a Raider fan? It, it's a. I mean, I was actually born in California, and my dad, my parents lived out there. Okay. And my dad remembers when the team was formed. You know that kind of thing. So his father he, was Daryl LaMonica. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> Fred, 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 tell, Fred, tell Roger that Al Davis went to Erasmus Hall. Right, Al Davis. Yeah, I know. I know. You know that he's. I know he, that he's with. He's with Wayne and me. Right. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, let me just quickly I'll go through a quick couple of NBA things. Uh, uh, Danilo Gallinari is still around. I didn't think yeah. he was still around. Uh, the Bucks uh, signed him as a free agent. <laughs> right. Um, Tyron Lewis, the Clippers, the coach got fined thirty-five thousand for questioning the integrity of the officials. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truth is no defense. Uh, the Nets, you know, fired Jacques Vaughn. Vaughn, yeah. yeah. Kevin Ollie is going to be the interim coach. Uh, T. The T. Wolves signed Mike Conley, who's still around too. Two year, twenty one million. Signed. Yeah, good, good, good distributor there. Um, I guess, I guess I'll pass on all the you want yeah. to hear the All Star Game awards, and crazy oh, things. No, lack please. Of, lack of defense. The, the and, less uh, said about that, the better. All right, That's right. I agree, hundred percent. I agree with you. We'll pass on that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Hockey, we're a couple of, let's see, Jake Gunzel of the Penguins, out four weeks, upper body injury. Uh, I'll let Michael talk about the Rangers. And then we had those stadium series games, Flyers-Devils. Flyers were dressed up like they were on the movie Rocky. The Devils were like they're dressed up like they're from the Sopranos. Uh, Rangers, <laughs> Rangers Islanders, you know, was NYPD and FDNY. Uh, the Islanders are going to host the 2026 All-Star game, I heard. Um Ronald's Austin Matthews, 50 goals in 54 games. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And, and in tennis, Yannick Sinner followed up his Australian Open win with a Rotterdam title. Oh. So how about that? There you go. Anybody <laughs> want to comment on Roger's uh, brief report, Fred? <laughs> yeah, Roger, one more NBA note. Carl Lowry is going to make his uh, NBA debut with the Sixers tonight against the Knicks. Okay. He signed okay. him as a free agent after he, after he was waived by the Hornets. I got right, a few right. more baseball stuff. Which about like 38 or so, Fred? I know he's... Yeah, yeah he's old. there. He's up there. He's 38. Another Villanova guy. Right. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Roger. Okay. Wait, I think Michael... If anything else comes up, let us know. Uh, Michael... Yeah, I think Michael, Michael had his hand yeah, up. Say, I know uh, uh, Fred wrote about this in the Daily News. It's amazing how poorly yeah. the hockey is being covered. And it's mm -hmm. it's mind-boggling. The, uh, mm -hmm. the uh, outdoor classic was as as good a sporting event as we've ever had. And it didn't, you know, made a little thing in the black page of the paper. And it was that was the news. You, you, you got to read the post. You got to read the post for sports coverage. <laughs> I read the post. I read the post. I mean, that's I all it's good the... for. I mean, you know, you have to read the news for coverage. Larry yeah. Brooks and Molly Walker. Right. Very, very good. It was the highest rated uh, um, show on ESPN since ESPN took over the um, the hockey games. Wow. Yeah. So people watch it, it at home. We watch it. Yeah. The, the ESPN yeah. ABC. Lots of goals, hockey. which is exciting to us. See goal, goal, goal. As hey, a, a, a one nothing, a two one game. <laughs> Not your cup of tea, Mark. No, my, no, it's lots of goals. Lots of goals. <laughs> All right, anybody else want to say Milton? You know, while you're on hockey, I read that uh, Mike Bossy, who was one of my favorite players of all time, his daughter, I think it is, is uh, auctioning off a lot of the mem memorabilia. The memorabilia yeah. He had two daughters. Yeah. One is selling the memorabilia. The other daughter is keeping hers. Keeping hers, right. Yeah. One daughter is keeping it and one daughter is selling. Right. Did, did, did right. you see what her reasoning was, though? Says besides her getting money, says she, she felt that the she was never a big hockey fan. And she, she always looked at him as not a hockey player, but just a, a father. And he thinks the memorabilia belongs with the fans. Ah, that's very nice. Mm -hmm. very nice. Well, yeah, he died young, 65. Yeah. yeah. Roger? Yeah, just another Mike Bossy little tidbit. Yeah, also one of my wife's favorite uh, 
fans, being a Long Island native, you know, watching the uh, team uh, emerge from there and people living in the neighboring towns and everything. But yeah, I got a chance to actually talk to him. My daughter always had this, you know, annual sports night and Bossy happened to yeah. be there. And I was shocked there was no one there next to him. So I just went over, you know, introduced well, myself. I said, <laughs> my wife will kill me if I don't talk to you, even though I'm a Ranger fan. I, you know, respect yeah. you very much. We never had like a real sniper goal scorer like, you know, like you. And yeah, very personable and talked to me. I mean, there was no one there. Amazing. Another guy, if you rang your bell, would you know who he is? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was funny. One of, um, at one of our dental meetings, I don't know, they, they invited him as a guest, Clark Gillies. Oh. Yeah, I met him personally at the at the meeting, and I have a picture with him somewhere, but uh, he was the enforcer. Yeah. Well, I remember uh, those days. A lot of those Islanders in that team were very – very active in the in the Long Island community. Yes, they, they, they were. Lived, they came. They, they um, lived in it. They did a lot of, and even even later years, Clark Gillies was always very active, and a lot of them were, stayed around. Yeah, Bobby Nystrom as well. Yeah, yeah Bob, Bob, Bob Bourne. Bob right. Bourne was very active. I think his daughter had a disease, spina bifida. I think it's called. Yeah, and, and he was very active in that. You know, both. All right, Michael. Then we got to go on. Yeah, right. A very funny hockey story took place last week on Boomer and Geo. So Gio says to Boomer, who's a giant Ranger fan, I have a big surprise for you. We have a surprise guest. So they're waiting who it was going to be. And who was it? Who does it turn out to be? It was Dennis Potvin. And they, you know, were very amicable. But uh, uh, Boomer's a big uh, Ranger fan, as you know. So Dennis Potvin says, you know, some of my best games were against the Rangers. And Boomer goes, you suck. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't Boomer Sison's son-in-law play for the Islanders, Matt Martin? Yeah, yes, Matt, Matt Martin. Right, 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 Matt right. Martin got his ass kicked on Sunday too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> very cute. Very cute. Anybody else? All right, Michael, you come on now and talk about Yankees. There's no nothing to talk about the Jets. So why don't you talk about the Yankees? All right. Well, you're, you're sponsored by Hair. All right. Well, the hair. Jets. Hair. Okay. Uh, with the Jets, uh, not much. Uh, Quinine Williams and Brees Hall and Vera Tucker and Mosley and Solomon Thomas were at the hockey game. It was cool to see them. And uh, the Jets are going to be having a big announcement next month. They're going to have new uniforms, uh, retro uniforms from uh, 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 the 80s where they were good. Uh, and uh, uh, the article about... Uh, how uh, Rogers took over and then really helped ruin the season and everything like that. There's another article to follow that up, so uh, that's cool. But anyway, with the Yankees, our Yankees, Gerald uh, Schwartz's favorite Yankees, it just so happens that for a while the Yankees were getting bashed and it looked like uh, there were going to be a lot of problems with the Yankees. And all of a sudden, things are pivoting a little bit differently and if you think about the Yankees, they have a decent bullpen. And you think about uh, Holmes as a closer, good. Canely, Glowizica, Ian Hamilton's been very good. Uh, Marinaccio is very good. F. Ross, when he comes back, he's, he's tough with his underhand thing. So they got a middle relief, and we have a pretty darn good team. Now, when you think of the lineup, and I spoke about the lineup last week, the catching is nice, you know. When uh, Wells is a nice left uh, lefty swing, and uh, Trevino is one of the best best catchers you ever want to see. Hopefully, uh, 
Rizzo's concussion's better. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Glaber's playing for a contract. On third base, you have LeMahieu, very, very healthy. And then you have an outfield. Now they're talking about uh, uh, Soto as a left-handed, his psychology about hitting, they're starting to compare it to Ted Williams. Said, Whoa, here we go. Uh, right? That's and starting to really think about these things. <laughs> and also with Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge, his biggest problem, considering that he's arguably the best player in baseball, oh. is he can't hit that outside pitch. And if he starts to pick the brain of Soto, maybe that will improve. And unbelievably, Judge could get better also. And you have Verdugo in left and a couple of the other players. So it looks like, and, and the and the uh, rotation is terrific when you think of it. And, you know, and not terrific, but as you start to read things, it's getting more and more terrific, you know, with uh, uh, Rodan and and Cole, and, you know, right? And and all that. Rodan might be good. He's a, But the thing is, the Yankees are coming into the season in a peeled state. They're really out to show something, really out to prove something. Now, I mentioned all the Yankees, but I didn't mention one on purpose. The one person who may really catapult the Yankees to the next level is their shortstop, who may start being the next Derek Jeter. And uh, there are signs. There are really signs. And uh, he came to the team last year. They really just dumped him into the lineup. That doesn't always happen like that. And he had 20 home runs, and he was a very good base dealer. He, did, uh, he stole over 20. And who the heck knows what is going to become about Volpe? And I could see it happening. And uh, I'm getting nice visions with the Yankees. That's well, my story. Sounds good. Comments. Wayne? Uh, oh, not Wayne. Uh, Jeff? Yeah. yeah, two two things about the Yankees. One, um, I was reading this and it was confirmed on WFAN and WEPN radio that judges bad toe from last year at Dodger Stadium might be a chronic yeah. issue for the rest yeah. of his career. Uh, yes. that's, what, gonna, that, that's what he was quoted as saying. Right. And keep in mind that he's playing center field. He's no longer just playing mm-hmm. right field. Secondly, uh, Stanton lost weight. He's no longer the bodybuilder weightlifter that he was in the past. He's using major aerobic stretching uh, at this past uh, winter. So you might see a different type of Stanton then. Well, you know, Jeff, what I would say about Stanton, I would, I, you know, you, you have a lot of respect for Stanton because he's really in a really uh, upstanding guy. But I think it's time to move him down a little bit in the lineup. Maybe put uh, Glade yeah, just a little and something like that until he proves he can hit again. That's How the thing with Stanton. And eventually, if he stops hitting, you have to know when to give up on him. That might be possible also. Because in sixty days you're going to get the Martian back, and you know when you could you could really say negative things about the Yankees and Judge's injury and all that stuff like that. But if you really want to be optimistic, and if you're a halfway decent Yankee fan, you should be and you could be. It could be a great you know it's it's like if somebody's smacking you around for a, a good year and stuff, and all of a sudden you say all right like like Popeye when he finally takes the spinach, it's time for the Yankees to take their spinach. And show the world that the, the New York Yankees have stopped and, and stop thinking about the, the way they got embarrassed with Houston and that stupid year with Boston and the 1960 with Mazeroski, who should be thrown out of the Hall of Fame. 
All of those what? things. The New York Yankees. Let's let's get it going. <laughs> and the Yankees open this season in Houston. In Houston. Yeah. yeah. And there's gonna be a sweep. All right, uh, Fred and Gerald. They're pitching, especially Cortez and Rondon. They still have to prove that they can stay healthy. Right. And, and also Dominguez. They're not going to get him back in May. This no injury way. happened in September. He'll be lucky if he's back back by the end of the year. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. I'm not looking right, anymore. Gerald. So Jermaine to uh, Stanton's weight loss, and not that this is absolutely comparable. I remember one season mickey lolich in the off season he was always very rotund he lost a lot of weight was ineffective the next year he put the weight back on so weight loss may help him mike but i'm not sure well time will tell time will tell let us move on uh joe is not here so no no met report this week let's go on to fred you have a giant report like like uh michael said Nothing is is going on. All, all you're reading about in the papers now is speculation. Again, how are we going to fix the offensive line? Who's going to? Are we going to franchise tag McKinney or Barkley? You know, just all speculation. No hard news. Okay. So we'll skip it. Okay, I'll, we'll I'll, I'll cede my time to other people. All right. So Mike, Mike DC and surroundings report. It comes right up to you because Howie's not here this week, and you're sponsored this week by. If you remember, knock hockey pucks. You know, oh, I'm kind of envious of uh, Mike Finer because he was uh, sponsored by Hair, and I can. After listening to Mike Finer for the last two or three weeks, and now hearing Jeff Mann kind of kick in, a kind of supporting uh, comment. I, I would say anything short of an undefeated season for the Yankees <laughs> would be a serious disappointment. <laughs> okay. But the DC report to come down to earth. Um, the big news around here this last week was the announcement by the owner of the Washington Nationals that he will not be selling the team. Everybody was hopeful. It looked good. He was in consultation with Ted Leonsis. Uh, uh, yeah, Leonsis of the uh, uh, owner of the uh, Wizards and the Caps. It uh, looked like uh, this could work. Uh, they were talking a billion something. But all of a sudden, Lerner said, no, there are no further negotiations. We do not plan to sell the team. Now, there had been kind of uh, some conflict within the Lerner family. I think Lern Mark Lerner always wanted to hold on. I yes. think at least one of his sisters wanted to uh, sell the team. Uh, and uh, it was just unclear which way it would go. But And I sort of understand. A guy like Mark Lerner, okay, they sell it for a billion dollars. He gets two-thirds of it or whatever he would get. And he's a very wealthy man, which he already is. If he stays the owner of the Washington Nationals, he's an important person in Washington, right? The mayor joins him in the press box, and so do uh, politicians and others. He's a somebody. So personally, I can understand his motivations. But as one of the sports writers wrote, if he's going to do that, he has to invest in this team. And he is not investing in this team. Uh, very little uh, addition, I think I mentioned. They got Joey Gallo was the, the biggest off-season acquisition he was hardly worth talking about. Uh, another little fact about the Washington National is they have no president. 
right? Most baseball teams now have a president of baseball operations uh, that sort of oversees all the different uh, aspects of what they do. They do not. Uh, they had one. Uh, he went out, I think he went out to uh, California to be with the Dodgers. Uh, I think that's where he went. And instead, the general manager, a guy named Mike Rizzo, is uh, sort of the face of the team, the public face of the team. So he has to take that on in addition to trying to assemble uh, a decent team. So that's, that's that part of it. The other thing to report on is that the Capitals, uh, Alex Ovechkin has started to score. They did make some changes. I think I mentioned a week ago that uh, perhaps some of the problem came from uh, having lost his, his best center uh, and uh, uh, in uh, uh, Nick, I uh, can't think of his name right now, but anyway, he had a couple of centers. At, Backstrom, at, Backstrom? Backstrom, yeah. Backstrom, and then he's, he's also uh, the other Russian, uh, Kuznetsov, uh, for one reason or another, uh, dropped out. But now they have put a guy by the name of Dylan Strome onto the Ovechkin line, and that seems to have made a difference. I mean, I don't know for sure that that's the reason why Ovechkin is suddenly scoring, but he has 16 goals now, got a couple of goals in his last game. He's up to 838. This is more what we're used to seeing in Washington, uh, scoring at a, you know, at a rate where he might get 40 to 45 goals in the season. So we'll see. Uh, as I've said previously, I think the league and I think the, uh, uh, team and, and of course the fans all want to see him break Gretzky's record for goals uh, and he could do it uh, in another season or so if uh, if he can keep up the present kind of pace. Finally uh, on the caps they are they are uh, sixth in the metro division uh, they are 11th in the eastern uh, conference so they will not make the playoffs where they are they have 58 points on the season uh, to tie for eighth, they would have to get to 64. That's where Detroit is. But there are two teams in between the Devils and the Islanders are both in there. So this is not going to be an easy climb uh, for them. And I'd say right now, the chances are they probably won't make the playoffs, but they could make the playoffs. That's my DC report for this week. Thank you. Uh, Larry? The, uh, the move to Alexandria for the Wizards and the Capitals is getting some pushback in the Virginia Senate. Uh, secondly, the son of A. Pollen, who was originally got the, uh, the, the, the Wizards and the Capitals to come to DC, is saying that, he, uh, that Ted Leonce has promised to keep the team in DC. And he's, he's, he's reneged on his promise. Okay. They currently play in in DC. Yes, Chinatown. And it, you know, it they have parking there. Is a big parking. Well, I mean, not really. Yeah, you take the no, metro. You have, to, you have to get there by by uh, by you take metro. The metro yeah. get there. I, it is I, convenient. I there are two metro stops nearby. Metro stops. That is very 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 convenient with the metro. But in Virginia, there'd be more open space. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I think I I mentioned that maybe a week yeah. or two ago that, that there's a big piece of land and this is going to be for more than just a stadium or arena development and right. the other things around it. Okay, Jeff, is RFK still in RFK Stadium still intact or is it gone? 
I think it's still there. Still there, it's still yeah. There. yeah. It's still there. Yeah. And what do they use it for? I'm I not sure picture. that it gets any use. I mean, it's been so I think the soccer years. team might play there. No, no. The soccer team has its own stadium now. Uh, it's possible they played there for a year or two, but they, they've had about a 25,000 uh, fan stadium up for a few years now. What, they used to hold, I think they held the high school championship game there uh, in, in previous years, but I don't think, as far as I know, there's no games played there at all. Okay. All right. Wayne? Yeah, Mark, I know you. Joe wasn't here, so you jumped over the Met report, but it was reported today that Senga will, not, will be on the IR when the season starts. Yeah, right. And this started out as an arm fatigue, and now, yeah. it's, now it's a shoulder problem. Uh, who knows? Uh, Tommy John surgery could be next. Uh, who knows? They always, they always right. downplay. Wayne, they always downplay the injuries, the Mets, and then the truth comes out. All yeah, the they way. said no MRI, no MRI yet. Every, every every team does that. Remember a few years ago, the like the Yankees, Aaron Hicks or whatever. You know, yeah. they, every, you, you always start out day to day, and then it's year to year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but what are, what would an optimistic Yankee fan say about? Who the Mets' next ex pitcher is going to be? Severino. 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 Maybe there you go. That's true. Probably. I, I don't know how you, he just come. He rested all all winter. He comes back. He throws for a week. He might need Tommy Johnson. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Arm fatigue after one day. Yeah. <laughs> Going off the first day, Larry. Like if possible to Fred to give of his feelings on how the Knicks are going to do with all of the problems that they're having. I was, I was going to talk about the Knicks a little bit. Well, why don't you wait a minute? Cause I want yeah, to, I will. When you, I when want you to call, jump to, um, okay. No, if nothing else, thank you, uh, Mike on that story. And uh, we're going to go to Wayne right now. Wayne. Are you doing college sports? Uh, college basketball. Okay. Yeah. It's sponsored uh, by judges mallets. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, last week, uh, this, I'm sorry, this Monday, on the men's side, uh, the rate rankings came out. It was UConn, Houston, Purdue, Arizona, and Tennessee. Last week, Purdue was rated number two. This past Sunday, Ohio State, who had lost nine of 11 games, fired their coach, beats Purdue. So now, now Purdue drops from two to three. Um, also, last Sunday, I think, last Saturday, we mentioned the big game was UConn against Marquette, uh, number four okay. against number one. So I started to watch the game. It wasn't even a game. UConn just blew them out. So anyway, UConn got blown one. out. So no, UConn won by 28. what happens last night. They oh. go down to Creighton and they get oh. and they get killed last <laughs> night at, at uh, in, in in Omaha. Uh, so my feeling is Houston, probably, unless they fall to oh, probably probably be number one team uh, next year or uh, next week. I'm sorry. Another upset was uh, BU twenty five beat beat uh, beat Baylor eleven and Penn State un unranked beat Illinois number eleven. A team to watch is LSU. LSU oh, yeah. has beaten they beat uh, South Carolina who was ranked and yesterday they beat Kentucky that was ranked. So I keep an eye on LSU uh, on, on a last second shot at the buzzer. Yeah, last second shot, correct. It was a tip in right. Yep. Uh, now to the women's. Uh, the rankings were South Carolina, Ohio State, Stanford, Iowa, and Texas. No, no real change. The only change was Southern Cal jumped from number ten to number seven. The big news, obviously, was uh, uh, Caitlin Clark, who broke the uh, yeah. scoring record. The night she broke it, she scored forty-nine points. Uh, she's now, 
I don't know, Larry would tell me. I don't know, how many points was you behind Maravich? I don't know. Nick. 99 points, four games to go. Coach, yeah, but I think Maravich did it in three years. I think she's really done it in, in four, I think. Plus, right? plus, that, uh, plus there was no three-point shooting with Maravich. Correct. Right. You're right. Uh, Gene has Oriana. Caitlin, has Caitlin played since? What's that? They've had no games since? Since she broke the record. Um, Iowa no, that no, was her last game. She's playing tonight. She's playing tonight. tonight. Three more games. Four games to, between now and okay, March. Okay. I was wondering when they're playing again. Yeah. Gino Oriyama broke Coach K's record. I went ahead of Coach K now. He's now behind uh, Trish Sandivir of Stanford. NYU's women team still ranked number one, undefeated. They have one game left, and that's against Brandeis. Uh, the closest game they've had this year was an 11-point win over Wash U. So they are... Uh, they're, they're quite uh, uh, now. The other big news happened in Francis Morris, Francis Marion University in Florence, South Carolina. Francis Marion is named for a Brigadier General of the Revolutionary War, General Brigadier General Francis Marion. They have had two notable uh, alumni. One, I don't know, Jerry, you might not remember this, but Josh Edgen pitched for the Mets. 2012 to 2017. Right. Uh, he was four and four with a three. <laughs> now the other noted one, and this is one probably uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Mark Gold's favorite program all the years was a Miss America pageant. He used to wait all year for the Miss America pageant. So uh, that year, a Brie Boyce was Miss South Carolina. She was a Miss Congeniality. So maybe Mark, you can fill us in about Bree's Boyce. Next time. When we go up the show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, the reason I brought up Francis Marion, Lauren Taylor broke the all-time rebounding record. She, she pulled down 44 rebounds in a game. I'm sorry. Mark, you're going to have to mute somebody. I don't know where it's coming. Okay, I did some one person. But anyway, Lauren Taylor broke... The all-time rebounding record, she rebounded. She had 44 rebounds. Will Chamberlain had 36 in college, and this is 44. One last note, Lauren Taylor was 5 feet 11. Hmm. Wow. Well, anyway, that's my report. All right, comments. Uh, okay, Larry, you go first. When Caitlin Clark broke the record, Nike ripped up the old contract and upped it substantially. <clears throat> Larry, yeah. she might she might make more money staying to play another year in college than she would going to the pros. Probably yes. A lot of a lot of the contracts are national, so I don't think she's only going to lose. According to what I looked at, there is a regional uh, supermarket chain. She'll probably lose that contract, but but State Farm is national, Nike's national, Bose is national, H and R Block. I don't see it. Well, if she goes to the pros, she's not going to be she's not going to be the best player in the pros. That's fine, but she has to have four well, years. She's the number one pick, so she's going to the worst. She'll be the number one pick, but uh, there's nothing there's... more that she she needs to do. She's going to have the the all time scoring record uh, and so forth. What's a major? What does she want to be when she grows up? <laughs> Basketball player. She has an A average as a marketing major. There you go. But she has a marketing firm doing all her deals. <laughs> all right. We'll see what happens to her. Um, 
Gerald and then Michael and Fred. Yeah. Caitlin Clark now earns more than 122 NBA players. Hmm. All right. Yeah, uh, that's because she, she's bringing in $750,000 uh, this year alone. Right. Michael, every, every away game is sold out that she plays. Yeah, in. it's amazing. Michael. Yeah, I have something to say about Wayne's report and then a question for Wayne or, or anybody who could answer. You mentioned Francis Marion. Growing up as a kid, my favorite TV show was called The Swamp Fox, and that was the uh, sagas of Francis Marion, and it starred Lefty Nielsen, as a matter of fact. And Disney. Was, right, 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 Lefty Nielsen. I love that show, and uh, that was The Swamp Fox, Francis Marion. And my question to anybody who knows this is, uh, obviously, Caitlin Clark is going to get drafted in the pros. Do they have... A draft similar to the NBA. Yes. They have yes. 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 The yes. the Indiana the Indiana Fever have the first pick. Their, mm-hmm. their draft will be sometime in April. This season starts in May. So who would who would uh, who would she get as the, of right now? The, the Indiana Fever. But Indiana. Fred, she she can stay in school another year, can't she? Yeah, she, she can. She has another year of eligibility. Year. Yeah. She can. Wow. Because of because yeah. of COVID business. Mm-hmm. Fred, you got a comment? Yeah. I just want to mention to Wayne, you know what score really surprised me this week was Virginia Tech beating Virginia by 34 points the, the other night. I mean, I know no, Virginia Fred, I'm sorry, I, meant, I didn't mention it. It was a bigger surprise. Arizona and Arizona State are big rivalries. And yeah. they went down to play at Arizona. They beat them by 55 points. Wow. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a huge, that's a huge rivalry. And, guys, you know what else we covered? Uh, St. John's beat yeah, George. talk about that. Fred, and, uh, Fred's, Fred's going to uh, probably do that. Uh, berated his yeah. team, and he apologized, and yeah. they managed to win. And uh, we won. Well, he was we harsh won. on them Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he'd be fired for what he said. No. Gerald. Curious to know, guys, how is Brittany Griner doing this year? She's the, she, I think she's the off season. The season doesn't start till May. No, this past past season. I think she's doing her 17 points a game and you yeah, know reasonable yeah. rebounds. You know, reasonable. She had a she had a number, Jerry. She had a number retired at Baylor last, last week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, Fred. Why don't we move did on? Did you watch a Creighton uh, game? Did you watch a Creighton game last night against UConn? On, on on and off. I was watching something else. I was moving back and forth during commercials. I was shocked. Shocked, right? Yeah. But didn't they just play the day before? UConn. Oh, they played Saturday. They played Marquette. Saturday against Marquette. Saturday Marquette. I was I was looking forward so much to that game. Who's that? I, I, I did the audit. I sat down and watched it, and I couldn't couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah, and that game yeah. took place in stores. Uh, in in store Hartford or wherever. I think Hartford. Yeah. yeah, you should never underestimate Shaka Smart as a coach. Yeah. Uh, he coached at VCU. We used to see. I know. Him. That's right. That's yeah. right. They had, they had right. fine, fine teams. Yeah. yeah. They don't get received. They're always, they're always really good. Yeah. It was okay. All right, Fred. Yeah. Let's move right. on to Knicks, Nets, local basketball. All right. There, there are three main stories in in New York basketball this week. Four, if you count Seton Hall playing very well and, and maybe playing themselves into the NCAA tournament. First of all, on the pro side, big story is the Nets fired their coach. And you and something you you wonder how Sean Marks is still is still around as the general manager, but the Nets 
the Nets have been a very dysfunctional team, and it all started back December 27th. And this wasn't Jack Vaughn's fault. This all came up from uh, from uh, higher levels. If you might remember that game against Milwaukee Bucks, Mikel Bridges played the first quarter. Uh, I forget who else. One other player played the first quarter. They sat out four guys. They practically threw the game to Milwaukee. And just and we gave up, and they were actually fined $100,000 by the league <laughs> for that. Since then, they've had a lot of injuries. They just and, and you have to blame somebody, so they blame the coach. So <laughs> they, they are most likely not going to get into the playoffs or play in their two and a half games behind Atlanta for the temp spot, in the, which would give them a play-in game. Now, on the Knicks, the Knicks are in a very tight spot. If you look at the standings now, you have two teams, Boston with 12 losses, Cleveland with 17 losses. So they're figuring right now they're first and second. There are six teams who are within 21 to 25 losses vying for four spots to get automatics into the playoffs. So it, well, the Knicks had a great December, uh, January. There, there are no shoe-in for getting into the, into the top six, especially with – with, with all their injuries, we don't know when uh, Randall's coming back. We don't know when if, if OG Agubani when he's going to come back, and it, and it's just you know, I mean they're getting some players back tonight. Uh, Divincenzo's going to play Hartenstein, and um, who's the third guy who Bogdanovich I think is going to play tonight. But but losing OG and losing Randall is starting to really you know get them get them down. It's like attrition. I mean. I mean, Brunson can't, you know, you know, can't do it on his own every night. The other guys are playing well, but it, they're, they're, it's it's going to be tough unless they get back OG and, and Randall, and they have to hopefully they'll be in good enough shape that they can uh, make a run at the playoffs and, and get into the top six. But there's no, uh, you know, uh, no uh, no guarantee. By the way, did you guys see the article the other day in the post about Jalen Brunson? It's really good. He, he's one of the few players who probably drafted into the NBA who has a college degree. <laughs> wow. Jay Wright, as a matter of fact, told him after his second year at Villanova, you should go to the NBA. And his parents said no. His mother said no, he doesn't have his degree yet. And his father said he needs another year of basketball. And he, he actually got his degree in, in, in three years. And Smart guy. Yeah, and and he, and he said, you know, he says I wanted to get my degree. He says I'm I'm starting, to, you know, this foundation. How's it look if I'm telling kids and stuff to stay in school and all, and I don't have my college my degree? So he said, you know, very. I th- I thought that was a very interesting and a good story. Now about St. John's, first of all, everybody was hyped up about St. John's at the beginning of the year, especially when they started four and one. But if you look at Rick Pitino's history, at every school that he was. His first year was never great. It wasn't great at Providence his first year. Then the second year, they went to the Final Four. Same thing at Louisville and, and, and University of Kentucky. Not, you know, decent years. And and then, 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 then they started really getting good in the second year. I mean, St. John started with 11 new players. I mean, in the, in the current landscape of college basketball, it's like you have to have a new team every year. And they're going to have a new team next year. They're going to lose five. Five of these guys are all, you know, either the eligibility is going to expire or they'll, or they'll transfer at least. And, you know, right now they're 14 and 11. I think they still they have four games left in the Big East. 
they if if they can win win, win out and, and win a win a game or two in the NCAA tournament, <laughs> I mean not the NCAA, the Big East Conference tournament, they might, they might have a shot at getting into the in, into the in, into the into the uh, NCAA tournament. But but if but the expectations were set too high for them this year, it, it, it wasn't realistic to, to gel with eleven new players and. And Patino the other day he apologized. He said, I, I shouldn't have named names. He says he's you know, in, in calling out his team. He, I think he was more frustrated. I mean, it, I mean Sunday really was an embarrassment. They have a nineteen point lead and then to blow it. And and they think and you think let played any better last night. They beat Georgetown ninety to eighty five. Had he had he give up eighty five points to, to Georgetown. Georgetown is it's a terrible team. I mean, they had a early fifteen point lead. And they bigly then they got outplayed the, the the rest of the way. They once they have a team down, they don't they don't know how to close out games, and it's uh, they'll probably go to the NIT this year, in, you know, in 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 most likelihood. Yeah, and that's it. Okay, and that's my New Comments. York uh, Milton. Yeah, uh, let me ask you something, Fred. After he called out the players like that. You know, isn't it hard to win back the players? Can you picture if Aaron Boone called out Stanton that he was terrible or this one? You know, he, yeah. in the end, he took full blame. He said, I'm the one that recruited the players. He took full blame for the way they're playing. He's the, but, you know, can you picture if it wasn't him, but in football or take the Yankees or the Mets that they blast the uh, designated hitter for going 0 for 20 his last times, you know, it's... Well, Steinbrenner always did it, Milton. Right, Steinbrenner did it, right. He, yeah. It didn't make it right. No, it didn't make it right. Yeah, I'm sure he had, you know, regrets. It was in the, it was the heat of the moment, and, you know, right right after the game in the press conference, he was, he was shocked by what happened. I mean, you know... Was Patino... i tell you the truth, I, mean, I, I got a little nervous when Sorry. I was watching that game. They were up by 19... And, I saw Seton Hall cut it to twelve at the half. I said to my son, "I said I just don't like the way this is going. This, you know, it, you know." Steinbrenner even called out Jeter. I remember when Jeter was going down to Long Beach during the day for night games, and he had him followed, and he yeah. told him, "That's why you're making all those errors. Stop." Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my favorite Steinbrenner play. If you guys remember, I don't know what it sticks in my mind. A pitcher, Ken Clay, he said he spit the bit. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not right. sure what that means. No, no, no. There was one worse. Hideki Arabu. Yeah. Oh, called yeah. Him a fat toad. He called yeah. him a fat toad. We really shouldn't laugh about Arabu because who knows? Maybe all those derogatory comments. I know. He led to his mental health and, yeah. to his, and, and somehow led to his committing suicide. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll never forget the year. I think it was 95 that. We went, Barbara and I went to Yankee Stadium. I was all excited yeah. for the Yankees that year. And and they played Seattle and, and they were down 16 yeah. to nothing in the third yeah. inning. And that was uh, Hideki Arabo yeah. that started that game. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mark, I, Mark, I see Joe came on. You want to have him talk about the Mets? No, not, no? not this all time. Right. Maybe later we have time. All right, all right. That's, my, uh, that's my basketball. Yeah. Yeah, Dave. Uh, talking about basketball, is it time to get rid of the NBA All-Star Game? Yay! Long get rid of it. The, the, it doesn't the matter who the, wins or losses. You, you, the, the, best the, 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 NBA, the best The best part about the weekend was, was the points. Steph Curry, Sabrina, uh, I not, I not, 
Yeah, right? yeah. Shoot up. That was really interesting. They didn't good. give the winning team more that. money than the losing team, did they? No, I don't think so. There's no defense. What's the point of it? But I'm just saying, it wasn't a game. You're there to it's see the players. That's right. To see the game. players all gathered together. Whatever. It was a shootout. That again. Yeah, whatever. Make no difference. I hope nobody bet on that game. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. The over-under? <laughs> no, there's too much defense. Too much defense. All right, a few more comments. Let me get move on. All right, Wayne, Roger. Uh, Fred, yeah, okay, Fred, I think one disparaging possibility is that Randall did not rule out having surgery. Yeah. Not off the table yeah. yet. I, I think he was just being honest. Yeah, you know? I'm saying that. You know, I mean, he, he's, he's trying to balance two things. What's what's good for his career and what's and what's good for the team. I mean, you really don't want him to come back if he's not fully healthy. You don't want him to, you know, it's only going to be not good for the Knicks and not good, not good for his future. So hopefully he'll... Uh, How's he going to extend his arms with a shoulder injury? Right. He's getting, you know, Roger. Um, yeah, just, just one last thing about the All-Star game. Yeah, it, it's funny. Uh, the comment that was reading, it said, you know, obviously there was no defense played, but it said there were... 14 unintentional steals and somehow three shots got blocked somehow. Mm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and just one more thing about the Knicks, you know, you know, we were talking before about injuries in baseball. All of a sudden they go back the same thing with the Knicks with, with OG Agnabani. One day, you know, he started out, he stayed a day. Then next thing you know, Oh, he had surgery the day before. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, uh, Gerald and Michael, let me gotta move on. Fred, not to beat a dead horse. But if I was the general manager owner of the Nets and I had KD and uh, Kyrie Irving and Harden and I didn't win a championship or at least have a good season, I, I would shoot myself. Well, they, they He's came still the GM. A, they, they came within half an inch of Kevin Kevin Durant's foot against Milwaukee a few years yeah. ago. Yeah. All right. All right, Michael? Yeah, I have a question for any uh, decent on-the-mark talk show uh, panelist. Who lives in our neck of the woods? What do we watch tonight at seven o'clock? Which sporting event? Rangers both. versus Devils. Both. both. You go both. You go to last channel. Caitlin Clark. Jeopardy. Jeopardy. No. Yes, Mark. No. DVR Jeopardy. Yeah, DVR. Watch, the all the watch, stuff. watch them both. Right, I want to. I want to move on because I asked Mike uh, Mike C to uh, talk about uh, Lefty Drizel. Yeah, okay. Um, so as you all know, Lefty Giselle passed away this past week. He was 92 years old. I had already said that he uh, played uh, basketball for Duke, at least two years worth. Uh, after he left school, he uh, went into business for a couple of years, but then he returned to uh, basketball, became a high school coach, and he coached at two different high schools, and then eventually got the uh, Davidson job, 1960, coached there for, well, 60 to 69. Then at Maryland, where, of course, he put the program on the map and is best known for the years that he, he coached there, uh, 1969 through 1986, 348 wins during his time at Maryland. Eight, he, they, they appeared in eight NCAA championships, uh, well, not championship games, but tournaments. Uh, won the NIT one year, but... Never got past the final eight. That's the furthest that his teams ever got in the NCAA tournaments. After he left Maryland, which I'll return to in a few minutes, uh, he went to James Madison, was there from 1988 through 96, and finally at Georgia State, 
1997 through 2003. He uh, kind of left during the middle of a year and a year in which they weren't doing all that well. He won over 100 games at all four of the uh, schools at which he coached. Overall, he was 786 and 394, which is almost exactly two wins for every loss, uh, almost literally. He recruited well. He was always a fine recruiter. He, uh, some of the names that came to Maryland, Tom McMillan, Lynn Elmore, John Lucas, Albert King, whom you all know, and Lynn Bias, that we'll mm -hmm. return to. Uh, but he also uh, recruited Moses Malone. He was uh, committed to Maryland, but then signed with the Utah Stars in the old uh, ABA, so he never played. Oh, oh, oh. For Maryland, but had he gone to Maryland, it would have uh, buttressed their program quite a bit. I would uh, characterize him overall as colorful, energetic, and just an excellent recruiter, a very hard worker. Uh, he, he always was news in this neck of the woods, uh, as I say, a very colorful guy. Uh, but, you know, he had to coach against people like Coach K and uh, uh, Dean Smith, and uh, in many of the big games that they played against those schools, they would come up uh, just a little short. And I think the generally the word on him is he was good, a very good coach, but not a great coach because tactically he fell a little short, uh, and that hurt against these really top-notch uh, coaches. So what happened? Uh, I'm sure you all know about Len Bias that uh, he died of a heart attack was brought on by cocaine. Mm. And uh, Drissell got, of course, he was Drissell's player, but that alone would not have spelled the end of uh, Drissell's career at Maryland. But what happened was the first thing that the university discovered was that Bias had finished his college career and he wasn't even close to having the credits to graduate. In his final uh, semester at Maryland, he flunked a couple of courses and dropped out of the rest. So he got no credits whatsoever. So it was a little bit of uh, fakery there. But even worse, after Bias died, uh, Drissell asked a couple of the other players to go and clean up the, the drugs that were in Bias's room, which I guess they did. And that was discovered by the university as well. So by October of the next year, well, or yeah, somewhere in there, he was uh, removed as the coach or, or he resigned. And then after a year off, he uh, resurfaced at uh, James Madison. So that was always a little bit of uh, a blotch on Drissell's record. But I think he's remembered generally. He's remembered fondly uh, around here. It was a lot of fun to have him. He did lift the program out of uh, sort of uh, quietude into a nationally prominent program. And as I said, there were many fine, fine players at the school. And it was fun to watch them. And that's my report. Thank you. I appreciate that. Anybody want to comment? All right. That's good for you. No comments. <laughs> no, I got a comment. I guess so. Oh, Fred, I'd say it. Mike, he also really put Davidson on the basketball map in the 60s and, it, and developed a couple of guys who later went to the NBA, Fred Hetzel and Dick Snyder. And I, I remember as a kid here, I don't know why I follow them, but I used to be able to get their games on at night on radio, mm. on yeah. WBT from Charlotte, North Carolina. I, Listen to the Davidson College basketball games. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, he coach. He coached Lenny Elmore, right? Yes, yeah, he did. Maryland. Okay. Yeah, Elmore and McMillan were together, I think, and they had very, yeah. they had excellent teams with those two guys. Good player. Other Larry. 
I remember Memorial, uh, wasn't he? I used to bet a lot of games with a guy at work. And the two teams I remember are uh, Scranton and Philadelphia Pharmacy. So we were betting just about every game that was played, no matter who played it. Mike. Good. Wayne. Mike, you, you were spot on when you said he's a great recruiter. But it was also written he was not a great X and O coach. Uh, recruited well, but when it came down to uh, ending a game and in big in big times, he just was he was not noted for an X and O coach like like Dean Smith or or Coach K was or right. Uh, yeah. Not known for making in in game adjustments. Yeah, that's correct. Right. Okay. Anybody else? All right. Let's move on. Watch the clock here. Um, a couple of quick stories, Joe. Are you have anything about the Mets? Other than you know, the only real news uh, that's happened is that Sink is hurt. Right, we sure talked about that. Right about. Before you came, mm. out, talked about that. Yeah. That's enough Unbelievable, news. huh? That's enough news, Joe. Anything mm. that can go wrong will go we'll wrong. Will go wrong. <laughs> well, the Mets, the Mets, he signed uh, a, a G, G Man Choi. Yeah, <laughs> they wow. signed Luke Boyd. 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 Yeah, Boyd. That, so that'll that'll wow. be a, that'll uh, be a playoff team now. <laughs> Put him over the top, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, over the top of what? Alonzo donating thousand dollars <laughs> to animal rescues for every home run he hits this year. I think he did that last year too. That's you see, see, somebody wrote a letter to the Daily News today that Aaron Judge should do the same thing. It'll be, will electrify the city if Judge and Alonzo go head to head to see who hits yeah. the most home runs and. Give money to animal rescue. Listen, but one of the biggest stories that's going around, you know, you guys know I have lots of Mets hats. Look behind me. Those are my Mets hats. Every day I wear a different hat, and I'm stopped by people in the street, strangers. Let's go, Mets. Are they going to sign Alonzo? <laughs> are they going to sign Alonzo? That's the story. That's the story that's going around. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the Yankees uh, going to sign him next year. So uh, that that shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs victory parade, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. over twenty shots, one woman was mm-hmm. killed. A TV personality, yeah. uh, Taylor Swift, donating a hundred thousand dollars to her family. Um, wow! And those two guys uh, being charged for second degree murder. Um, a, a guy named Miller and a guy named Mays. They said Miller's gun killed the woman, and they didn't know each other. They got into a fight. Yeah. That's what they say. I, I don't know. Uh, this Kevin Ollie, who's taking over. Of course, he was the yeah. uh, Connecticut the UConn coach. But do you know he played in the NBA? Yeah. <laughs> Not a very good teams. player. Um it's like a reserve, Mark. A reserve. Yeah. He played yeah. 12 teams. 13. Yeah. From 97 to 10. To 12, right. 10, yeah. 12 teams. Yeah. That yeah, was the Orlando, yeah. Sacramento, Philadelphia. Mm. Um, I don't even know where I wrote here. Chicago, in, mm. uh, in, in the, Indiana, Milwaukee, OKC, Cleveland, uh, Philadelphia, Minnesota, and back to OKC. Lots of teams. A number of guys are like that in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hear about this rule that's going on in in the NBA? The 65-game rule? Yeah. You want Mm -hmm. to describe it, Fred, since you said yeah? Yeah, the NBA at the beginning of the season to try to discourage 
um, load management. I mean, it's injuries that says that with any of the postseason awards, you have to play in at least 65 games. So that will like disqualify Joel Embiid because he's he, he's been injured. And and that's basically it. They, they want they want players to play right when they can. Yeah, I saw an article and I wrote this down. I thought it's interesting to talk about. They said, is John Havlicek underrated? Of course, he made the Hall of Fame. No, I say yeah, no. I don't think so but, at all. No. What? You didn't see the article? No. Is he underrated or overrated? No. Underrated. Underrated. He had, his statistics, he had his statistics side by side with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan won those six titles, right? Yeah. Havlicek won eight titles. <laughs> Havlicek, 11-time All-NBA. Michael Jordan, 11-time NBA. Um, he averaged 26, oh, he, he scored 26,000 points in his career. Michael Jordan scored 32,000 points. Uh, he averaged 8,000, he had 8,000 rebounds in his career. Michael had 6,000 in his career. Uh, he had 31 triple doubles. Michael only had 28. And Havlicek was, they said, 8-0 in all the finals that he played. Of course, Michael was 6-0. Well, yeah, you know, one of the great um, clutch players of all time. Always liked him. I mean, sure, but Kavlicek oh, was on some excellent teams, whereas Michael Jordan was what made Chicago excellent. Right, supporting mm -hmm. cast. That Scottie yeah. Pippen. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, he had Pippen other players, and others, but he was the man. Yeah, Dave. Going back to the sixty-five game rule, Fred. Sorry. Going back to that sixty-five yeah. game yeah. rule. Is yep. there a minimum number of minutes you have to play? In each no, game? I don't think that's good <laughs> minutes. No. I mean, <laughs> you play the minutes. Center jump and out. Yeah. If uh, <laughs> you have minimum minutes, and I don't know how you're going to win an award. <laughs> Wayne? Yeah, I, I think I told this to Jeff one time. We were talking about basketball. When you're talking about Michael Jordan, I, I, I understand you looked at his statistics, but what Michael Jordan had, he would not let the team lose. No matter what happened in a game, he if he had to make a steal, he, he had to make a last charge. shot. He took to charge. Make it, he just he just wouldn't make, he he wouldn't let his team lose. And that's I I can't think of any other player like that. Maybe Kobe comes close, but but that was Jordan's. Uh, I think that that's what makes Jordan so great. He couldn't he wouldn't let you lose if you're on his team. John Havlicek had supporting cast though. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. think Bill Russell was the same way. Had that intense right. drive. Yeah. Right. right. Um, yeah. Mark, Go ahead. when Havlicek and Russell played, there were only like eight teams in the NBA also. Yeah. So it was easy to get yeah. to the final. Much easier. I, I just thought it was interesting. I didn't realize it until I read this, how close they were. Uh, Eric Hosma, former major leaguer, has been first, first retired. <laughs> He's, he said, yeah. I had enough. Um, he was released last year in May by the Cubs. Nobody picked him up. Nobody picked him up. He says, oh. I'll I'll stay home with my family. So Eric Hosmer is gone, and and I don't saw a strange article here. You know, there's, you know, it's going to be a solar total eclipse coming here. April eighth. April April eighth, which is pretty. Yeah, are you going to talk about the Cleveland Indian thing? Cleveland Guardians, shame yeah, on you. Guardians will open the twenty twenty four season after the coming of the solar total eclipse. When the Earth, the Moon, and the Sun are all lined up, hours after the eclipse, 
And of course, it's not happened in North America since 1806. And the next one will be 2444. <laughs> well, yeah. Amazing. Gerald. Did we talk about the uh, unsigned free agents, top free agents? No, nah, they're still Last week they we did. Time, We'll find out. Yeah. M- M- Mark, you know what that is in Cleveland? I'm, I'm not a scientist, but apparently Cleveland is like the epicenter of the eclipse. We could see it the best. And oh. they're expecting 200,000 people to come in, into the downtown Cleveland. So they're opening their gates at 2 o'clock. That's what it's they're starting the game. They don't know exactly yet when they're going to start the game. Ah, there's uh, more to the story. Yeah, there's know. some kind of scientific thing that Cleveland is like, we can see the eclipse the best. Are we going to see what, it here? What, what, Are we going to see it no, here in New York? Yeah. They should be able to, but Cleveland, they already have like hotel res- hotels in Cleveland are sold that out. It's like they're expecting <laughs> right. like 200, 300,000 yeah. in, in Long Island, we'll see about uh, 88, 89% of the coverage yeah. of the site. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll allow Syracuse and Buffalo. What is that? April 8th? Yeah. That's their home opening. What day a week is that? It's a Monday. It's not on the mark. Okay. <laughs> it, I think it's the Yankees' home opener. Oh, how about that? Yeah. How about this no, one? Oh, Michael, you want to say something? Not. I don't. No, I want to say there's a flight you could take. I forgot what airlines, and you right, it sorry. follows the course of the eclipse, and you go uh, in the dark in the entire plane trip all the way from uh, where I think it starts in Mexico, or something like that, and you go all the way down. You could Google it. I think it's Delta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. The Cubs are removing the trademark symbol with the, with the their logo with a C. I don't know what they have it they're doing. The, the Cubs the Cub logo with a C on their on their shirt. They're removing it for the first time. I have to find more information about that. Someone Some finds that politically correct thing. How about this one? The A's are hiring another carry to the broadcast games. Follow this. Right. Chris Carey. Is let's see, his father his father is Chip, who calls the Cardinal games. Chris's grandfather was Skip, <laughs> who called the Braves games for thirty-two years. And of course, Harry Carey was the great grandfather and Hall of Fame broadcaster. So how about that? And how about this guy with a prosthesis leg is playing baseball? Anybody see that article? You want to see something? Google this. His name is Parker Bird, B-Y-R-D. Parker, first name Bird, of, I think, ECU. What is that? Eastern Carolina University. University. East Carolina. A college baseball player who has an amputated leg. It Mm -hmm. happened a couple of years ago. Maybe old news. But he's the first person to play Division I baseball with a prosthetic leg. He's had over 20 surgeries with rehab he had a boating accident yeah. and his leg was amputated 19 months ago Parker wow. bird check him out check and then out. you can watch the stratton story with james stewart that's true too, that's true too. the stratton story with james stewart yeah about a guy without a one-legged player and you heard that they're changing the format for college football playoff yeah uh five highest ranked conferences and the seven at-large selections, they're calling it five plus seven. Uh, one, two, three, four uh, conferences, the best right. get it buys. Right. Five plays 12, 
five plays 12, four plays 11, et cetera, et cetera. More about that. Anybody see a Daytona 500? <laughs> it was on <laughs> Sunday, got postponed. They had ran it on Monday. Anybody watch it? All right. No. They didn't watch it. <laughs> I have one more story, and then we can say, do some questions. Oh, any, any bowling news, Danny, or, or did Danny leave? Uh, uh, Dave, any bowling news? I don't want to leave you on the dust. One, one, of, one of the one of the five top bowlers just won the most recent tournament. His name is uh, Simelson. Yeah, the names are not like the old yeah. names. No yeah. world Anthony's, <laughs> Webbers, Carters. I don't know. It was. Did you guys ever go to a Long Island Riptides game? Actually, it was the uh, Pete Weber Invitational. <laughs> uh, know the name Pete Weber, that was son of Dick Pete Weber. Brilliant. Anybody Mark, ever go to a Long Island uh, rip rip ties? That's lacrosse. When they played their home games in uh, Nassau Coliseum, well, you should see them this year because the team is moving out of Long Island, and they're moving to Ottawa, Canada, and then the Long Island rip ties are going to be called the Ottawa Black Bears. <laughs> they're going to partner with the Ottawa Senators. Mark, they're, 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 they're trying to get a new arena in downtown Ottawa. Anyone ever been in Ottawa? Yeah, I'm in Ottawa. You've sure. been to Ottawa? Yes. Okay. Mark, one thing you should know, Dave Scher has, has bowled five 300 games. I know. Yeah, he mentioned to us. <laughs> be very interesting. Great. One day we'll, we'll, we'll have you on as a guest. <laughs> Make believe we don't know who the hell you are. <laughs> all right. That's all I have. I want to go to some trivia. Ten minutes of trivia, then we got to say goodbye. All right? So, who wants to go first? Fred, then Michael. Okay. Okay. Who was the first black player to hit? Hit a home run in the World Series. Larry Doby. Right. Game four, 1948. Good. Bingo. Good. All right, Michael. Okay. Uh, he became the only uh, – the year was 1956. Uh, July 25th, 1956, he became the only major league player to hit a walk-off inside the park grand slam home run. Hmm. What year? What year? 1956. 66 oh, yeah. 56. 56. 56. 56. Mm. America All League and National League. All time great. If I give you right away, had to be mantle with the speed. No. He hit it in Forbes Field. Oh. Willie Mays? Roberto Clemente. 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 Roberto Clemente. I don't remember that one. All right, Wayne. All right. Um, this is the following up on, on Jerry's report on Joe Adcock. Three players have hit home runs in center field and the polo grounds. Joe Adcock, who are the other two? Lou Brock. Lou Brock. Lou Brock. Lou Brock. Right. Lou Brock. Who was the third guy? I don't remember the third. Oh. Uh, uh, I should know this. What initials? That would give it away. Uh, well, H A. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. Actually, I'm a big muscle man. Luke Easter did it in a Negro League game also. But Brock, Brock did it? Wow, that's on that's yeah, Brock, Brock did it. I, saw, I know. I saw all of Brock did. Never figured him. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, how about this one? Um, you gotta go back to Super Bowls. Seven running backs won MVPs in Super Bowls. Tony Dorsett is not on the list. Marcus, Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen is one, the seven of them. Emmett Smith. Not- Emmett Smith is on it. 94. Not Matt Snell. John Riggins. Mark John Riggins. John Riggins in 83. Very good. Otis Anderson. Harris. 
Otis Anderson, very good at 91. Franco Harris. Franco Harris in 75. You're missing two more. Roger Initials Craig. LC and T. Tommy Zonka. Larry Zonker in 74. Zonka. In 98, T.D. Not Tommy, not Tony Dorsey. Terrell Davis. Oh. Terrell Davis. Oh, Davis yeah. Very good. You got him. With a little help. All right, uh, Fred, then Michael. Okay. Since 2019, when, when Peter Lonzo became a major leaguer, only two players have played in more games than he has. Who are, who are those two players? Ooh. Wow. Wow. What was it? Repeat Damn. that, Fred. Repeat he, that. He's, he's played – only two guys have played in two in more games than Peter Lonzo since he became a major leaguer in 2019. He's played in, six, he's played in 684 and two guys – Aaron Hicks. No, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Both have won a World Series <laughs> since, since 2019. Altuve? Marcus Freddie no. Freeman? Wait, wait. Who, who, somebody said Marcus. Some, Simeon. That's one. Huh? Freddie Freeman? And, and Freddie Freeman is the other. You're right. Oh, very wow. good. Oh, Knock that right off really quick. Yeah, good. You guys good. Who else? Question? Oh, you stopped. Uh, who is the first player... To be drafted number one. This is in, in, in basketball. The first player to be drafted number one without playing college or high school basketball in the U.S. This should give it away. Wembyana. Olajuwon. No. Wembyana. Victor Wembyana. No. Neil Johnson. No. No. Without playing college or high school basketball in the U.S. Embiid. Initials YM. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ming. Guy, you, you got the name. Yeah. It could be a final Jeopardy question. <laughs> Answer. Answer. All right, Michael. All right. Uh, August 27th, 1977. These two Texas Rangers teammates, all right, hit back to back inside the park home runs in one game. Name them. Ranges. Texas Rangers. 77. 77. A-Rod? One is the, I'll give you some hints. One is on the one of a perennial Hall of Fame candidate who uh, borderline should be in the Hall of Fame but never got in. And the other one, uh, never got pretty in. Pretty good ball player. Hmm. You want initials? Yeah. yeah. Nobody, nobody's responsible. Uh, no one's E.H. and B.W. The B.W.'s father is pretty famous. Bobby Witt? No, no, no. B.W. B.W. B.W.'s father was famous on the Dodgers. Mm. And what's the other one? Oh, Bump Wills. Bump uh, Wills is one of them. Good. Very good. And the other one. What's the other one? And this is a T. H. Toby Harris. Toby yes. Harris, right? Toby Harris. Toby Harris. Very good. Right. That's good. Palindrome. Right. Palindrome. Palindrome. Right. Who was the shortest? M who was the shortest NBA player of all time? I could be wrong. Bugsy Bogues. Bugsy Bogues. That's who I have. That's why. And he dunked. He could dunk. You're right. Yeah. Amazing. You tried doing that. <laughs> Who else? Two more questions. I'll be going to say goodbye. 
How about one more question? Say goodbye. Who was the last Super Bowl MVP who wasn't a quarterback? Mm. Last Super Bowl MVP who wasn't a quarterback. 2022. Oh, two years ago. <laughs> who played again? Unless I'm wrong. <laughs> Cooper Los Cup. Angeles. Aaron Donald. Cooper Cup. Oh, Cooper oh, Cup. I was, yeah. you know, yeah. I was thinking of Aaron Donald. That's who I have. <laughs> Anybody else? Right, close the show with one more question. Okay. <coughs> no? All right, Milton, you're still around? Yep, we're around. I got okay. the phone. Milton, give us a question. Guys, just want to say goodbye to everybody. Uh, thanks for showing up. Um, look for your assignment in the mail, your email. There we go. 1958. We'll see 200 next week. You wanted a hard one. Ronnie, dig my clothes, yeah, boy. One button low. Wait, you know I'm sharp so tight. Fit in your Cadillac. Gotta go, gotta go to a party, yeah. Oh, my God. I should know this. No? Do it, you good. Anybody? We don't know it, Milton. Nobody knows I know it. this song. Good song. 19. You wanted yeah. a hard one. Yeah. This was their big hit. No one knows. It's called, it was done by the videos. Trickle, <laughs> trickle, trickle. Later done, later done by the Manhattan Transfer also. So, you know, sometimes What's it called? I make them hard. What's the name of the song? Trickle, trickle by trickle. the videos. Trickle, trickle. trickle. Never heard of that song. Come it's on. a one hit one is it one hit wonder? No, you're it was a great song. <laughs> it was a good song. <laughs> no, I'll have one easy one, one hard one. We'll come right. up with it. Right. I knew right, the guys. song I group. Okay. Enjoy the evening. Bye guys. Thanks Take for coming. Two hundred next week. Good job, Jeff Dave. See you on the fourteenth. Right. Take Roger. care. Take care. Bye guys. Bye bye now. Bye. Be good. <laughs>